In this episode, I will explore the ongoing battle between two life strategies for professionals. On the one hand, there is the belief that to be successful, you must work hard and grind, building for your future and focusing on work 100%. The supporters of this approach say, you must prioritize power and money over everything else to come out on top. On the other hand, there is the belief that work-life balance is key and that we must focus on investing time in friends and family, our health and our communities. And the supporters of this idea say, life is happening now and we shouldn't sacrifice our present for an abstract future. But what if both these approaches are wrong? I will dive deep into this dilemma and share with you some new angles. So whether you're a hard grinder or a balance seeker, tune in to gain a fresh perspective on achieving success on your own terms. For founders, balancing ambition and enjoyment can be especially sensitive due to the intense competition in the startup world. As a founder, I know that building a successful startup is a marathon, and it requires prioritizing health and meaningful connections. However, looking around, it's easy to see others grinding and working 24-7, and this comparison leads to anxiety about falling behind in the competition. Check the previous episode on the dark side of comparison. The issue becomes even more complex when considering the influence of social media. We often see big founders publicly advocating for work-life balance in discussing the importance of mental health. Yet their actions in reality may contradict this image. Reminding me of the time in college when everyone would say, I'm not studying for this exam, I'm going to a party. And then you'd see the same person in the library at 11 p.m. My opinion on this topic was evolved throughout my career. I began my journey with an extreme and unhealthy work-hard mentality. I would work tirelessly, often without a sense of direction and purpose. I thought it was a great idea to wake up at 5 a.m., be at the office by 7 a.m., and work non-stop even on weekends. The result was that I gained a lot of weight. The diet of coffee with sneakers apparently wasn't healthy. I was extremely unproductive, constantly jumping between tasks and meetings without achieving anything significant to be proud of. I then shifted to a more balanced approach, accepting my weaknesses and limitations. I believed I didn't have to push myself if I didn't want to do something. I traveled extensively, had great social life, and generally felt good. But despite my career still moving forward, I found myself in a state of stagnation and anxiety. I wasn't feeling progress, which is crucial for happiness. So, I got back to grinding. But I worked hard and smart this time. I implemented discipline, prioritization, exercises, and healthy eating. I achieved a lot in a short period of time and felt great at first. My health also improved significantly. I sold my first startup and made some money. But soon, I realized I was feeling lonely, bored, and tired. The question arose, am I living my best life? I realized that I needed to find a middle way between these two different approaches. The question was, what is the middle way and how to find it? At first, I experimented with different approaches like working hard during the week, relaxing on the weekends, working hard for a month or two, and then taking a week off. But nothing worked until I realized that my biggest mistake 
was trying to label myself as either hardworking or a balanced personality. But life is all about changes, and trying to find one label is a significant simplification, ultimately becoming an obstacle to understanding who you truly are. And who we are is much more complex than being a good husband, a great founder, or a talented musician. Each label creates a limitation. The way that can be named is not the way. One of my favorite quotes. If I labeled myself a hardworking founder, I would feel guilty when I needed to take a day off because I was tired. And if I labeled myself as a balanced, happy personality, I would feel guilty for pushing my team to work hard before an important release. The middle way lies in understanding and accepting oneself. Maybe you need to work crazy hours for 14 days straight and then relax for the next two months. Maybe you need to slow down for a couple of months. It's easier to do so when you don't have a label and act based on how you feel and your circumstances. So my current definition of the middle way is to be at the right place at the right time with the right state of mind. To simplify the equation of life, there are three parameters. You, the circumstances you control, and the circumstances you don't control. The first step is understanding and accepting yourself. Meditation and slowing down are the best practices to start understanding yourself better, because they create a headspace. Ask yourself more often, what do I want? What do I feel? And try to integrate different parts of yourself. For instance, most of us have this interesting part called the inner critic, which often bullies other parts of ourselves. You had to wake up early, you had to work harder, you had to push back. If it sounds familiar and you have this internal voice in your head, I recommend reading Internal Family Systems Therapy. Great book. Our intent here isn't to feel better, but to get better at feeling, Michael Brown said the author of another great book, The Presence Process, A Journey into Present Moment Awareness. I highly recommend it. It will help you to learn how to deal with your emotions, how to identify your emotions and how to integrate them. I learned a lot from this book. For instance, I realized that I often confuse controlling emotions with controlling reactions. The latter may make sense, but the former isn't healthy. The book teaches that a better approach is to replace reactions with a strong focus on the emotion itself, which will be the shortcut to integrating this emotion. Dealing with guilt can be also helpful on this journey. 99% of people feel intense and unnecessary guilt, which can be an obstacle to understanding yourself. It can be an excellent topic to discuss with your therapist. If you don't have one, I highly recommend it. It can be one of the best investments. So let's get back to the equation metaphor. We've covered the first parameter, which was you. The other two parameters are circumstances you control and circumstances you don't control. A good start here is understanding the difference between these two and learning to stop worrying about the latter, which is a big part of Stoicism philosophy. It's a complex discipline, but just putting this simple idea into your head and reminding yourself about it daily can be a huge breakthrough. If you become better at understanding and feeling yourself, and if you remove circumstances that you can't control from your focus, then you will understand how to manage the rest most efficiently, by matching your different states, which change daily, with other goals and tasks. You will know, or it's more accurate to say you will feel, when it's important to rest and when it's important to push. It's more productive 
than sticking to one rigid strategy, like always working hard or always being relaxed. Remember, life is all about changes, and finding a middle way that works for you is the key. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and see you soon.